This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 67. Welcome to the Wizards Nightshirt. This is episode number 67. I'm Will, and here with me are Amorous Princess Scott. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) That was lovely. We appreciate the kisses. And Jealous Amorous Princess Rebecca. How dare you! (laughs) Scott! Oh, time to get back to Eternia. At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing She-Ra, Season 2, Episode 20, Sweet Bee's Home. The air date for this episode was November 29th, 1986, and on this day in history, Auburn beat Alabama in the 51st Iron Bowl in the game of football. We all remember that. Yep, I remember that. In this episode, She-Ra tries to help Sweet Bee save her people from a life of enslavement on Etheria. Boy, howdy. <laughs> we had bee people last episode. I, mean, I know. But a couple there, episodes ago, yeah. yeah there was episodes. a marked difference between the bee people that come to Etheria and the bee people on Eternia. <laughs> I got to say, those bee people on Eternia, they got a really bum deal in terms of, like, look. I mean, and, Eternia and, everybody's and more monstrous. Lots of, yeah, lots of bzzz. Yeah. <laughs> There's less of bzzz. We're into yeah. creatures and dirty things on Eternia, yeah. obviously. Uh here, it's just like an outfit. It's like an ensemble. Why are bees so popular in Masters of the Universe? What is the deal with bees? <laughs> I don't know. Were there any popular they bees? They hang around trash cans a lot. <laughs> well, Eternity is a trash it's can. A garbage yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why either. Why, why were bees... Uh, honeycomb I mean, cereal. Kid, uh, kids are always worried about them, maybe? I don't know. They're always thinking about it, getting stung or not getting stung. Or staying away from bees. Yeah, like some of us in this There's in a lot this of room. bee talk when you're that young. My daughter's obsessed with, yeah, she's afraid of bees. I and she comes I mean, running into the house. There's a bee out there. I'm like, there's probably lots of bees out there. I don't want to alarm you, daughter, but there are <laughs> as many as 5,000 bees just outside our house in that hive. <laughs> and she never sleeps again. Yeah, yeah. I just thought and there was I'm one like, bee. I'm like, honey, that, that's a fly. She's like, no, it's a bee. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. I heard the Z sound. I heard the Z sound. <laughs> yeah. Well, like we were saying, these bees are not at all like the Eternian bees. And these bees make He-Man feel love feelings. And everyone in this episode is going to feel love feelings. And I can't wait to talk about it. Also, I'm, I'm horrified about talking about it. But to get us in the mood, let's talk a little bit about uh, crushes. The same way all the... Sp- Babes in this episode are going to have crushes on He-Man. There were lots of crushes in this episode. It was pretty redonk. What is what is the difference, pray tell, between a crush and love and puppy love and affection? And <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is a crush? Let's define that. <laughs> this is a very um, rich question that you've asked. I think, like, when you're young, especially, I guess a crush is just, like, pleasant banter, mm-hmm. and then you and then you just feel fondly of them. And then maybe when you're listening to the oldie station in the car, and Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers comes on, then you think of your crush, and you're like, if only my fourth grade crush could hear the song and think of me. 
I don't know. <laughs> I like that you listen to the old people station. That we did. We listened to the old oldie station all the time in the car. You didn't listen to the old oldie station? Yeah. What did y'all listen to? Yeah, but I didn't. But I didn't like relate to it. And okay. I know that y'all listen to at least like music of your parents' era because isn't your mom real proud of how she can sing all of the parts of that? You know, hear that funky Dixie Land, pretty mom come take me. Yeah, but that's the doobies. <laughs> the doobies. But she can sing all the parts together, and she would not have cultivated this skill had you not listened to the doobies a lot i so, I, so I guess if all you listen to i guess that is what you relate so to anyway i think as a parent you kind of fall into a, a realm of what's safe for the kids and then you just i see on. i see so yeah. it just become it becomes the tapestry like, of your no, life like whether you this. want it or not yeah <laughs> okay yes and seeing how you were so quick to rush to the defense of the doobie brothers <laughs> 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 I think that that was very effective in your case. Okay, so the Doobie Brothers are on. You've been having some banter about Pokemons or whatever with yeah. your with your little friends. What are what are some thoughts about some uh, crushes you've had? What what form did they take? What was that like? So I I remember I had like a, a like successful crushes when you're in elementary school. Like I never like went steady or like went roller skating or went to a dance. Like I never did any of that. Roller but skating it, is serious, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's that's you know terrible. Um, I never Foot fungus and everything. I never did that, but I always just knew like when you know when the boy likes you, and that's just like enough. And I remember in fourth grade, the boy I had a crush on. I remember him saying that I reminded him of Jesse from Saved by the Bell, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Is that good?" And then I was like, "Oh, that is like because you know like Jesse was a smart girl, and I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't think that was a read. I thought that was a really good compliment. You meant you did speed a lot. <laughs> I got hooked on caffeine pills in fifth grade. It was tragic. <laughs> no. And I remember being like just very, very pleased with myself over that. But then that stands in stark contrast to the time when I had a crush. This was in high school. And I was like trying to get the boy to ask me on a date. And he eventually kind of did. But then I was a moron and I missed the cue. It's not important. But one time we were having banter like you do. And I remember he said, like, it's like, Rebecca, do you know who you remind me of? And I'm like, who? Like, I'm thinking, like, it's going to be somebody. Like, oh. Another Jesse. Somebody <laughs> cute. Like, somebody great. And, and he said, Stanley Laurel. And I go, I was like, of Laurel and Hardy <laughs> fame? And I was like, why? And then I just, like, I was so crushed. The opposite of having a crush. You're just being crushed by your crush. Because I was like, I, you know, I... Pretty sure I just got friend zoned pretty hard by being compared to a silent film star <laughs> of the 20s. Not even and like a, a man. And a man. What an odd reference. How old was this guy? Did he think you were he funny? He was like 16. He did think I was funny because I'm, oh, you know, okay. hilarious. Yeah. Obs. And apparently, I, Stanley Laurel, I watched him later on like YouTube just to, uh-huh. just to get my head around this whole this whole comparison. And I think he was very funny and expressive in a, in a subtle way. And I think it was something like that. But that is not what a 16-year-old girl wants to hear, okay? Right. So if you out there and you got a crush on somebody don't tell your crush she reminds you of someone from Laurel and <laughs> yeah not if you don't want your girlfriend to come back and say you need to learn the rest of that Weezer song by the way 16 year old boy I feel like anytime where you can operate outside the auspices of your family or school is a good time for kid relationships to develop and I think the bus is probably a good time for that yeah. I remember I had a yeah. I had a crush on an older girl on the bus I think I was in middle school and she was in high school I got my first boyfriend on the bus okay anyway, and I, and I on, thought sorry. I thought I thought we had a connection but I think I was it was just sort of like a 
fun thing. Or like she was just indulging me like I was a puppy. And then because I figured because then one day her bad bad boyfriend rode the bus and he was real bad. Like he was he was going straight to prison. Okay, he played pencil break, but he played it too hard and he played it with a pen, which I don't even know why he did that. And he was just he was just no good for her. Is that, is, okay, is that, is that where you put it between your two fingers and you try to smash it over yes. your knee? Yes. Okay. I, oh, I, we I, had, I was making sure. Yeah. Well, we had sure. uh, we had lots of methods. Sometimes we'd um we'd have our favorite pencils and we'd um uh, soak them in vinegar and put them in the freezer overnight to give them that extra pencil power. We were serious about it. You can see you can see why all the girls were into us. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. You, fi- you smell you- like vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen him break those pencils though? <laughs> like swoon. He has so many quarters. He can get as many as he wants. Scott, you win any babes on the bus? Ah, <laughs> uh, bus babes. Um, no. Besides but the I'd... bus driver. <laughs> oh no, no. So now that I think about this, so I had a different bus driver that was a mom of one of the girls in my class, and she thought I was real nice. And like I should date her daughter. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. And I, it was like fifth grade, and we wrote each other notes, and stuff like that. I don't know if we ever like really dated, dated, but it was like a, you know, it was like one of those like month thing or something mm-hmm. like that. And then after that, it's like she was she doing something. Scott, she was doing you turn my engine. Yeah, exactly. It was. It was. He's a nice guy. I don't know. I'm not dating him, or like something like that. Uh, and then oh, I, she was a bad boy. And then I had a crush on. There was a girl in my. 10th grade English, she was in 11th grade, and she used to grade papers for the teacher, like, to help her out, like a teacher's aide or whatever, mm-hmm. and I ended up dating her for, like, two, three weeks, and then it didn't do anything, but she was in theater, and, I mean, I was interested in that, and, you know, so that sort of thing. <laughs> right, yeah, they didn't last very long, I'll just say that, yeah, but it was fun. She should have encouraged you to try out for a play. Because, you know, then that could have been a whole path for you. She did. I, I didn't want to be in a play. I want to be in. I, I did stage. So my last, my senior year, I did stage work. So I did one musical and, yeah, one play. You never wanted to get on the stage at all? Just a little, just, just. No, ever. I'm not a, no. No? no. Not even a little bit. You never just like walked out on the stage in your, in your theater blacks, you know? <laughs> and just be like, like. Like, I would be somebody, I would be like uh, a tree. Or like you know a mass creature that no, no one could really see, like you know like I could do things or whatever. But I don't that know. is so funny. That's just funny. That's just a funny thing to think that not everyone is like obnoxious. Like you know. Stop the production, Scott. Trees do not move. <laughs> that tree keeps tap dancing. It's like it's out of the play. No, but I I, I never really got to get discovered this way. I really enjoy doing makeup. Um, mm-hmm. I like transforming people into other things and it's not it's not like it was very extensive it was high school but but i mean yeah you yeah, learned how to I do mean, the age still, lines it's like sculpting yeah yeah, yeah we did age lines and uh what was the other one um guys and dolls maybe yeah i don't know <laughs> memories that last a lot but that, <laughs> my the, my uh my crush was in guys and dolls did she have to wear age makeup she was the she was a doll <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, uh, speaking of... Auga. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There it is. <laughs> Duh, this is Ram Man. I'm an eligible bachelor for mermaids, bee ladies, and wintertime goyles. If you're interested, call me at BR549. 
Here's Act One. Roger, Drone Seven. I'm approaching the planet now. Scanners on. Oxygen atmosphere. Plenty of water. It looks good, Drone Seven. So there is a spacecraft approaching Etheria, and Hordak orders it shot down, despite the fact that they can tell that it is here for peaceful means and it does not have any weaponry on it. Shoot it down! Yes, Master. And uh, at the same time, Adam is visiting Adora. And they're palling around, doing brother-sister stuff, whatever they do when he comes to Etheria. I like that the pilot of this ship has a beekeeper hat. We know it's going to be a bee-centric thing, but I like that they, they were like, well, what, what would bees wear? A beekeeper? Sure. Okay. That makes sense. See, that makes sense, too, when you say it like that, because, like, her helmet... I, I was like, why is she wearing a welding helmet? But that is not what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, heck out. Yeah, horns and the like, faceplate. Oh, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. It was pretty cool looking. What, yeah, no, it did look cool. It's just funny. It was like, it makes a lot more sense what you yeah, said. Yeah, the, the ship was sort of like an insect thing, and it even had the the alien characters around it sort of Klingon looking. It was kind of cool. Yeah, this is very sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Like, the episode starts out very, like, very, very sci-fi, and we are reminded that this is a show about princesses, but there's a lot of space thrown in here, too, you know? Mm-hmm. In case you weren't getting your space fix little girls yeah so yeah yeah readings indicate excellent colonization potential wait high energy surface reading could be a weapon i thought we were getting the death star plans they were showing the globe circling and whatever else is just yeah but they were analyzing the planet yeah, it was kind of like a Star Wars opening with a with yeah, opening and, shot and like that. Yeah, and she's talking to, uh, you know, Drone 7, and, you know, they're doing all this, like, comlink talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a super sci-fi. Double transformation almost right away, because Hordak is successful in shooting down the plane, and they're like, well, let's go get this craft and help whoever's inside. I always like the double transformation a lot, <laughs> because I love how the... the editing's get, funny. The editing is really fun, and you think these songs don't go together. But they do. Uh-huh. Like, and just right when you're getting into that He-Man theme, they're like, oh, we're back to She-Ra now. Like, like, yeah. Oh, we Did always it. love it. Did it feel a little wrong having a Wookiee hanging out in the transformation? Yes, I did not like that. I feel like he, I feel like, Wookiee, you're not allowed to be in the transformation sequence. That's too invasive. Yeah, like, she was busy. She running past you, and Wookiee's sitting here looking at me. Like, quit, Wookiee. Yeah, this is her moment. You need to move. (laughs) We're not watching the show for you, Wookiee. The polar sea? Oh, there's a long way, Shira. I'd better go with you. So I'm getting excited so far. We got an awesome space scene. We got double transformation. And then we go see the best princess there is, Mermista. Can yeah. We, can we agree? Is Mermista your favorite? She's my favorite. 100% my favorite. Yeah, out of all of them, yeah. I think what's so. What, what's the one that transformed and she disappeared, though? Uh, Flutterina? The butterfly lady? Yeah. Or... Yeah, was that Flutterina? Flutterina, yeah. 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 I, I kind of liked, liked her, her but too. I liked her, too. But I, 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 Mermista's... Mermista's weirdly not embarrassing. You would think that the... um. The kinda. first time we saw her, it was kind of a little bit weird because it wasn't like there wasn't like an intro, a full yeah. intro. Yeah. But then uh, when we saw her with uh, Flood Arena's episode, it was a Flood Arena's episode. That I was don't remember. She Possibly. got she got her own yeah, stuff. Yeah, she had her. Yeah, yeah. Lots but of she time. she was more involved. It than got less She was actually handy. like fishing and yeah. doing stuff. And yeah. Like, yeah. I really I really love Mermista. So she's she's my fave. So they go to her to get some uh, directions. Anytime they need sea directions. Mermista knows where to find some garbage at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> this craft has 
crashed in the polar sea. Mm -hmm. And because this is involving ice, then Frosta announces that she too will be helpful. I know. They just keep keep upping it. It's like, we hadn't seen Frosta in forever. And I was like, oh my God, here's everybody. And also I'm thinking, well, well, well. (laughs) Well, so here's something that has been plaguing us since the the show has started. We see Frosta all too infrequently. And we're like, where's Frosta? She's in the opening credits. What's her life like? What's going on? She's got good powers. She can do a lot. Your water powers will be useful in that icy ocean. Did you say icy? And so now we've actually finally got the solution and the reason. And the answer is, Frosta is is (laughs) He-Man. It's because she's always chasing men. She's busy chasing a man. (laughs) And that's why Frosta ain't got commitment to the cause. Because she's just like... You should go to Eternia. There's a lot of muscular men there. There really are. There's really a... There's not a lot of dudes... Yeah, I want to know how discriminating she would or wouldn't be. She'd be like all over Modulock and (laughs) (laughs) she's like, everybody's got muscles. I can't help your big eyes. (laughs) Yeah, who would who would Frosta date in Eternia? She could date so many of them. I'm trying to think of her best match. Couldn't be Leech because he's cold blooded, and she would be you know that that'd be too much. We can't do that. She could probably date Ram Man. I mean, I'm just saying. Ram Man, look, he's he's got some sort of charisma we don't know about. It's true. Like for the Tila to go out with him, he's doing something she's right. He just knows good restaurants or something. He, he look, pays for a lot of stuff. He's not embarrassing. He take you on a date. He'll pay for stuff. You know he's got a pension. You know he <laughs> yeah. he has a, his he's quarters. Dependable. Yeah, he's dependable. His quarters, he probably keeps them pretty neat. You know, he's got his buckets in an orderly fashion in his in his room. I don't know. His bathroom. <laughs> like, why do you have buckets in here? Don't, don't worry ask. about it. <laughs> don't don't ever come in here when I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> well, Frost is so man crazy. She probably wouldn't even pay uh, attention. She'd be okay with that. Yeah. But yeah, so here's Frosta, and then immediately she is. All over He-Man. I'll take the polar seat any day. <laughs> Especially with such handsome company. Like all over him. Like in a, like in a ridiculous, uh, obsessive way that does not stop or diminish the entire episode. I do. Do you guys feel like a 12-year-old boy wrote this episode it, a little bit? You know, it... Like, it or it, like had very much a high input into it? It was very, I mean, like and sillies. I was wondering if it was just, this is just a sort of an idea of romance that hasn't aged well. Yeah. And that's I think what a I was lot thinking. of it was that, but yeah, like I was just like, this is, it made me uncomfortable. I'll get into, I'll get into that later. Yeah. It was okay. a little weird. It was but a little it weird. was a lot. It was a lot. And it was very silly and very weird. And, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'd uh, better get going. The horde is probably way ahead of us already. The weird thing to me was when she was putting all these moves on He-Man, he started sort of acting like uh, Prince Adam a little bit. And, and he would, like, blush and seem uncomfortable. And it was sort of weird seeing He-Man act like that. Yeah. It, I, it, it, was a little, it felt a little off-brand for He-Man to me. It did. It did feel off-brand. I feel that He-Man, the He-Man we know would just be, like, oblivious. Because mm-hmm. he would just be, like... Actually, a little bit later in the, in the episode, they're in an action sequence, and He-Man says, Look out, Frosta. Like, <laughs> there was a long pause between when he said, Look out, when he said her name, and I, am like, laughed because I thought it was, like, he forgot her name. <laughs> That's what I think He-Man would do. Like, I don't think he would be blushing. I think he would just not have a clue what was happening. I think you're right. I was thinking the same thing. See, when... We think of He-Man, we think of him being sort of 
implacable and being like John Cena, where he like he's there to work and he doesn't have time to be considering all this personal life foolishness right now. It's true. Maybe if you got him on his downtime, but we're here to do some work. Now, hey, well, on his downtime, though, he's Prince Adam. Well, <laughs> well she, could, she could date Prince Adam. She yeah, could yeah, Prince Adam. Maybe so. I think Frosta was a little bit too touchy, and I think that was the issue. Yeah. 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 She was very, very touchy. This is He-Man, and we don't ride swans in Eternia, but we do in Act 2. Polar Sea is just ahead. And there's the Horde. So, how do they get to the uh, Polar Sea to get this spacecraft? Hordak has a recovery sub, and I was disappointed to see that Admiral Scurvy's not on it. I guess he died. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to see him back. Me too. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's not coming back. So he's, uh, he's got the sub out there because he's trying to recover the downed uh, spaceship that uh, presumably still has the pilot in there. And at the same time, He-Man and She-Ra are riding to the same spot on, like, what's this, like a giant goose? It what is, is this thing? It is a flying swan that also swims. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a lot more beautiful. Her name like a is, goose. Her name is Enchanta. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll ride Enchanta. She'll get us there in no time. That's Mer- that's Mermista's ride, I think. Okay. I think it. You know, it's it's awesome because it's like a. Is there a name for it? An airplane that can skim on the water. What are those called? You know what I'm talking about? Like you see pontoon in pontoon boat, like a pontoon plane, like you see in the bayou, like a seaplane. Or- oh, oh, oh! You're, yeah. ta- you're talking about the um. And in like a plane that can touch down on water. Oh, uh, it's a pontoon plane. Okay, it's like that, but okay, it's a right. swan. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yes. Enchanta. She is a swan. And nobody Beautiful. learned nobody learned anything because Hordak uh, shoots this down too. Enchanta's been stunned. We're going down. <laughs> Mermist is like, Merd! <laughs> um, I was a little disturbed that they just left Enchanta to kind of heal because I'm like, Shira, get on that girl. Like, heal that swan. You can yeah, heal things. Yeah, she can do it. Why didn't she? She could have just done it in a minute and just been like, go on home, Enchanta. She said something like, oh, she'll sleep it off. Something <laughs> like that. I can't remember. That was a little callous, She-Ra. <laughs> Poor Enchanta. She'll be out for hours. Now what? She-Ra got aggressive, too, in a it different was, It was way. off screen. You didn't see it. That's I right. hope so, because I was like, I'm a little worried about this swan boat, okay? While, while, while they were waiting for the robots to deploy, they were, she was just like healing them over there. I really hope that that's true. Because it made yeah. me sad. So the dynamics between Frosta and He-Man and then now Mermista and She-Ra are getting weirder and weirder because now it's clear this is a double date. <laughs> Do you think She-Ra and Mermista are a couple? And the answer is yes. That's I can what see I'm that. Right. They'd be great. They would be a great couple. They would be They're great. a power couple. She was. She couldn't get underwater fast enough. She was like, okay, bye, He-Man, bye. We're going to go under here. Blah. And me and my mister are going to go swim. She's like putting her little helmet on. She's like, come on, girl. Like, I, I really feel that now this is a double date. And it's one that Shira and Mermista wanted, and they're just like, just get rid of him. He's annoying. Frost yeah, is fr- annoying. Fr- Frost has showed up, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, we- okay, we'll just we'll put him with him. Or maybe they know that if Frost is in the picture, there's no way He-Man will be taken along. Like Frost will keep him out of the picture. That's true. Yeah. So she's hanging on go, him. They're gonna go smooch in an underwater cave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, tell me that wasn't a double date. It was. You and Froster had better take them, my brother. Mermista and I will go after the spaceship. Oh, that sounds like a wonderful plan. 
Shira. No time, He-Man. So uh, Frost is keeping up the obsessive stuff with He-Man. It's borderline interfering, but they're a pretty good team and take care of some robots. Meanwhile, Mermista and She-Ra are getting their stuff done, and they recover the pilot from the ship. And I guess just because she had a helmet on or something, she didn't drown, so she so she would be okay. Yeah, yeah. That was a little. <laughs> I was a little concerned. She did not look in. She did not look good when they were dragging her out of that wreckage. <laughs> no. Good. Yeah, when, they, when they catch up with Frosta and He-Man, uh, first thing Shira says is, "If you could leave Frosta alone for a minute," which is eh, pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's kind of funny because she was about to, yeah, jump on him. And uh, wasn't um, Shira trying to hook uh, Castaspella up with He-Man for a while? Castaspella is not going to be happy about all this. Oh, that would have been a good match. Yeah, uh, Castaspella was. Um, spying on Prince Adam in one of the episodes through her little water portal. Oh no, that's not that's not a good look. Don't do that. <laughs> Girl, don't do that. All the princesses need to calm down. They just they're just they just need more men over they in Etheria. They need more men. It's they too many princesses. It's princess heavy over in Etheria. <laughs> too many princesses and not enough wood choppers. And, and Bo has worn out his welcome. Like he needed <laughs> yeah. to calm down. Oh, nobody's He needs to go Bo. to a new school and start over. <laughs> Everybody's tired of him. Are you feeling any better? Oh, I think so. What happened? Your spaceship was shot down by the evil horde. Let's yes. talk about the new friend. Yeah, let's talk about the new friend. So they, so He-Man has to wrench her helmet off, and then he is instantly gaga over her, which I guess we should say is probably down to bee people pheromones, but He-Man does not know that. And Frosta is insanely jealous because He-Man takes one look at Sweet Bee, and he's... He's in love. She says, my name is Sweet Bee. He goes, hmm, sweet name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how He-Man flirts. Uh, it's not very Yeah, slick. that seemed very naturally He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Frost is jealous. Um, it made me think of her kind of like one of the Batman villains who isn't evil-hearted but is up to bad stuff all the time and is kind of a love interest you could see if frosted dialed it back she could be like that and that would explain why she's out of the picture a lot like she's helpful but undependable kind of like catwoman or yeah. something i could see sure. her being kind of like that yeah that is yeah in in, in, in the you, best light she would be like that did you notice in that sequence too like he-man was like holding her up the whole time yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he was, was holding like, Sweet Bee. Yeah. Yeah. He was like he was like her chair, and then he was like holding her up. Like, like have what? a spine, just, Sweet Bee. Just, just sit down. Like, what is your issue? <laughs> have you seen He Man? That's her issue. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's a hunk. I can I can hold you up. I'll be your chair. We get a lot of good information from Sweet Bee. She tells us that she was a scout. Uh, who was trying to find a new planet to settle because hers blew up in some sort of supernova. And you get to see this neat little sequence of her little tiny ship coming out of a giant beehive-shaped uh, colony ship. Yeah, some good sci-fi elements in this episode. Mm-hmm. I did like that. And that there, she says she has 10,000, uh, you know, kinsmen with her in the in the big ship, and they are looking for a new place to settle. Didn't you know this planet was ruled by the evil horde? No, I didn't. I was just looking for a new planet to settle. And so uh, He-Man, who is a moron, doesn't think things through. He's like, that's a great idea. I know, that was funny. And she was like, okay, so this planet is under the thumb of the Horde. Maybe if you... You only visit sometimes, (laughs) He-Man. I know you're not familiar. Uh, Pay attention to my show, okay, (laughs) He-Man? Your people can settle here. Right, She-Ra? Wrong, He-Man. This is not Eternia, my brother. This is Etheria. 
ruled by the evil horde. But uh, Sweet Pea's got like sassy red hair. She's got like eyeshadow up to her brow bone. <laughs> yes, she does. She's got full pouty lips like Raquel Welch. Like she's she's looking really a whole lot better than any of those busted B people <laughs> on Eternia. <laughs> very sad, very sad. But a good look here. Um, and so she is now being um, charged with the task of like, you know, well, we've got to get back your plane. We've got to get it operational again, your craft. And you've got to go warn your people that you can't settle here because that's not going to work. Yeah, they think it's okay to settle there. Yeah. This is Hornak, and Act 3 is lousy with princesses. Scout 3, this is Drone 7. Come in, sweet bee. Answer it, Weaver! And uh, we see that there is a conflict there because all of a sudden, Hordak, because of Shadow Weaver's powers of... Investigation. Uh, invest- <laughs> uh, her powers of mimicry mm-hmm. can mimic Sweet Bee talking back to her drone people, and they get all the info there, all the dirt, and Hordak is thrilled that he can have 10,000 new slaves. I like that Sweet Pea... Uh, helpfully left her school photo on the uh, console of her spaceship so Shadow Weaver knew how to turn into. That's how you know whose spaceship it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like she just takes a headshot wherever she goes. <laughs> I assume I'll be famous. So uh, He-Man's down for this plan. Then he thinks he says something like, I'll try anything for you, sweet pea. It's like, you don't even know her. She could be a dirt bag. This could be an invasion for all you know. That's true. He-Man would be the first dolt to fall for whatever it is. That's the door to the hangar. That's where Hordak will have taken your ship, sweet pea. Getting up there won't be easy. But I'll try anything for you, sweet pea. I think I know how to get to that door. So Hordak has recovered the craft, right? So they need to go to yeah. the Fright Zone to actually just get it back. Right. And so they just kind of go and storm the castle. And it could have been a really cool entrance. It could have been a really cool infiltration. Like, these are like the A-list. We've got the two most powerful princesses, plus She-Ra and He-Man coming in. And if everybody wasn't acting so crazy, it would have been impressive. It would have been impressive. Okay, so Sweet Bee makes a honeycomb ladder mm-hmm. for them to climb up, which is pretty good. But then when She-Ra and He-Man climb up, they punch the wall of where they're coming in. And then when the wall comes down, they briefly do a double muscle pose. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I loved that. That's funny. It was like, punch? Yeah. <laughs> Show them guns. What I think we need here, my brother, is a dramatic entrance. I couldn't agree more, She-Ra. I thought I, I enjoyed that. Like I did really like that. I would like to think that some animators were happy with themselves. Yeah, for doing that. they they were probably chuckling over that. I think this whole episode had a lot of like, especially uh, He Man's expressions on his face and stuff like that. When Frosta was like, you know, getting all over him and doing stuff and whatever, just like his blushing and his hair. And, yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. They spent a lot of time on it. Even like, you don't think about it, but even just designing a spaceship takes a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because it just it's easy to write into a script, but that's a whole lot of stuff to design. It really is, and from what I understand, you know, about artists, that is one of those things that is just like, ugh, I'll get around to it. But, you know, even if you're, like, making, like, a dummy sheet for, say, like, a comic book layout, and you've got, like, a spaceship in the background, you'll just do, like, a big circle for now. It's like, spaceship, later, I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, it is a big commitment to go with a theme and, and execute it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they did take uh, some care with that in this episode. I appreciated that. What? Don't we deserve an announcement? 
Let's show them. So now we get some uh, good fighting and everybody gets to use their powers. He-Man gets frozen by Shadow Weaver and, uh, no, sorry, go ahead. Zap, well, he zapped He gets by, zapped yeah. by yes. Shadow Weaver and then Frost came, comes in and saves him and, and freezes yeah, Shadow Weaver into a ball and then He-Man gets out because Shadow Weaver is frozen and then he makes bowling ball <laughs> holes in it and bowls out some robots. Oh, right. Sure. Some, sure some that war happened. troopers, yeah. Because he's a 45-year-old man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bowling. That's what I think of. Yeah, yeah. Bowling. We're that's good. That's funny. All the princesses do something. Uh, Sweet Bee makes like a honeycomb fence or something like that. And then she like poses real cool beside it, real proud of herself, which is funny. <laughs> yeah. But Hordak blasts the ship uh, and uh, knocks out the, its uh, thrusters and uh, flies away like a rocket. You're not going anywhere, B-Brain. Like, the guidance rockets were still intact, right? Yeah. But when they finally come and seize this uh, ship from Hordak, was there anything dramatic about that? I just, like, they won the fight. That's how I remember Yes, that. and Hordak get away. Yeah. And Hordak got away. And then the best part, though, is when She-Ra and He-Man huck that rocket back into space. Yeah, that space was ridiculous. With, with their arms. Right then. One, two, three. Blast And good riddance, B-Lady. <laughs> <laughs> We can get you out of here. Not a problem. Uh, yeah, Frosta was very eager to see her go. And she still made all kinds of rude remarks because she learned nothing about teamwork. No, As she I did expected not. she might have, but no, apparently not. I thought we could have had a little lesson about, you know, teamwork. Yeah, I thought, I thought Frosta was going to learn a lesson about, about calming down or something. No, she did not. She doubled down on being a hussy <laughs> is what happened. I just wish I had a chance to say goodbye. But, well, now she's gone. <laughs> yes, she certainly is. Mermista had some stuff to say here, too. And I was trying to think about, like Scott was saying, we were, we thought she was, it was kind of a hammy French accent when we first heard it. But for some reason, it works now. And I think maybe it works for me because, because she's part of the resistance now. And I'm thinking about, like, the French resistance or something. Maybe, oh, yeah. there, maybe there's something there. I'm not sure. There, that's definitely. You just keep believing that, Will. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Whatever gets you through that episode. <laughs> I hope they find a nice planet soon. One free from the evil horde. Uh, right, we don't it, have to justify why we love Mermista. It's just okay. it's just there. It's great. Okay, she's, so she's of the sea, Will. That's the only thing you need to know. That's true. That's true. We do love shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody learned anything, and there's a kissing sound, and we're out. <sighs> All right, I'm going to complain. Here's my. Are we ready for my complaint here? My social wait, complaint. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, Scott, say what you got to say. <laughs> and now I'm ready. Okay. Now you're ready. Okay. I was preparing. There you, yeah, uh, everyone brace yourselves. So um, now that we're back to status quo, um, She-Ra leaves He-Man in Frosta's clutches. Mm -hmm. And then she's going to just peace out. And she says, like, what are you, chicken? Like, she leaves, like, saying, like, he's just chicken. Like, that's why he's not into the advances of Frosta, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, sis, I think I'd better cut my visit short. Go home early. Uh, know what I mean? Oh, of course, my brother. I, I understand perfectly. You're chicken. <laughs> I just want to say, I think she said that because 
he's too chicken just to tell her that he's not interested. I I like that interpretation a lot better. I, I really I mean, do that's hope. A, that, that's how I took it, but I'm I'm sure you could take it a different. And way I also. do really much prefer the idea of Shira just kind of razzing him, like you're gonna have to stand up to her and like say yeah. what you freaking think, uh-huh. dude. Like seriously, because it. It honestly made me uncomfortable. It was. It made me uncomfortable. It's a little weird. Because here's the thing. You know I will complain, and you will listen to me complain whenever I feel that they show something that uh, highlights gender roles in an unfavorable light. Mm-hmm. And I'm always complaining about, like, uh, Seahawk is a terrible boyfriend. He's a bad man. Don't do all that. No, like, you know, girl power, all that mess. Well, I mean, that's what that's, that's one of the strengths the, of the show, and sure, it does well. Exactly. So it's especially Bob. But Kirk's I will song. say very vehemently, I will say on the other side of the spectrum, too, what this tells, like, boys who are watching the show, uh-huh. I feel is, like, quite toxic. And it's uh-huh. very, it's it's really a bad lesson. Because if, you know, the stereotypes that boys are taught to embrace, it's like, oh, an aggressive woman is always a good thing. What's wrong with you? You you know, not chicken, but another word that's not a nice word. Like, oh, she's hot for you, dude. Go for it. And that's just a really insidious way that we teach boys to not value their own opinions and emotions and to not trust their own emotions and not voice their emotions when they're feeling it. And that is another way that, um, I mean, it's harmful to the growth of a well-rounded man that he is taught to value someone else's desires over his own and to not ever be able to have a say in the matter. Like, that is bad for your emotional development. And, if I can get really serious about it, that's how you get groomed for sexual abuse. I'm just saying, like, you know, not to, be, to put too fine a point on it. But... Well, I mean, and this is one of the themes you, you know, we touch upon a lot in the 80s, too. I and mean, it's true, so. you know. And, and I just think that this was a weird holdover thing. And I know it was played for being cute. And then everyone was like, oh, he's just shy. He doesn't know how to like girls yet. But um, I think that that's was really harmful. Like, if I had a little boy, I would not want him internalizing mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It'd be like, if you don't like that girl, tell her to <laughs> yeah. get out of my face, frost up with your ice. <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> like, get out, you know? And I just the fact that um, boys have ever been historically taught not to assert boundaries when it comes to you know, physical affection. I think that's very toxic. The well, end. That's all. Well, I mean, that, like we were, like we were saying, I, I think this is probably their intention was to have like that obsessive vamp, like reverse taming of the shrew type of thing. It's supposed to be like a, like a classic comedy character, but is one that has not aged well at all, especially as we're seeing what happens when you have generations of people grow up conditioned by seeing that all the time. Aren't the stars romantic? Uh, do, do, do you think it had any influence from, it almost reminded me somewhat of like a, anime sort of feel to it like where yes. like the cutesy character kind of like was like in the in the main character's face and kind of like i could see that and you know what it's it's kind of interesting to think about whether it means something different by the way it's drawn too because i almost feel like in anime it's drawn 
so simply it can almost it can seem cartoonish and they can get away with something maybe a little easier than people who are drawing the realistically in the 80s american style maybe yeah, i don't that, know yeah so true. it seems more like a bugs bunny-ish if you have um right. a very simple drawing or something as opposed to these things that are sort of realistic or yeah, yeah. you can see his abs yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah and i mean and also these are characters that we know very very well these are not broad stroke characters True. i mean like True. we know things about them we know their feelings and and so forth and so it's not like a yeah well i was about to say it's not like pepe Le Pew, but even that was kind of weird so, <laughs> so. pepe Le Pew, also very weird yeah <laughs> um, don't do that either no uh so anyway yeah that was just now my... i want to see a stink or pepe Le Pew. <laughs> I'm sure that's that somebody's a, made it. That's a weird episode that no one needs to no one needs to write that episode. Don't write that fanfic, okay? Who's who's does he go after Catra? <laughs> Catra gets like a stripe down her back. So anyway, I mean just as we wrap the episode up, there were so many things that I enjoyed about it. Me like too. I really wanted to like rank it high, but this really bothered me. Like mm-hmm. I did not like that you know, recurring theme of like, haha, aggressive women, it's hilarious, you shy dolt. How dare you? I think it would have been more all right if it was like once or twice. And yeah. Then kind of right. Right. If they and dialed it, constantly. if they dialed it back, yeah. where it would have been funny if she was infatuated with him. That would have been fine. Yeah. It was just, it was just how she was hanging on him and stuff. Like it was too much. It was, they dialed it back a little bit. I think they could have fallen in that window of funny. I would agree. Yeah. So, men and boys. Respect your boundaries. Assert your boundaries. Don't let Frosta, you know, put her hands on you. Just <laughs> tell her it's not appropriate. That's not appropriate, Frosta. You didn't learn this in the 80s, so I'm telling you now. Also, Lucky says, don't be worried about moving. Because <laughs> you'll make new friends. <laughs> okay, Lucky. All right. <laughs> you will. I did it. I did it. Aww. Yeah. That's super sad. In the 80s, too. Oh, it's too bad that you didn't, you know, clash with like some evil karate kids and become a good karate kid if you would have moved to a new place. Should have been in the drama club, Scott. You, yeah. you would have enjoyed it. A thespian. Yeah, you should have been a thespian. I didn't, I didn't have enough points for that. Okay, I want to rate this. Okay. All right. Do it, Will. Okay. Rate it. Come on. What'd you give it? I think this premise was great. I love the idea of the scout ship coming to look for a new place and all that alien sci-fi stuff. We had the A-list princesses, which I liked a lot, a lot of good art stuff. We discussed uh, in depth some of the issues of how it kept itself from being as funny as it could be, though. So you really want to reward them for their um, efforts, but you kind of have to ding them for um, being pretty uh, tone deaf or at least just watching it back and being like, all right, let's dial it back a little bit. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go, I, I don't know. I might go down 2.9 or three double dates. I would say, yeah, I was at a three. That's okay. what I was at. All right. Yeah. Three double dates. Yeah. Too many things that I liked about it were, were marred by yeah. the weird yeah. gender dynamic. I did not enjoy. Yeah. Otherwise pretty good. They just they could have fixed that. That would have been, that'd be okay. Yeah. What would say you, Scott? I was doing, yeah, I was doing like a three point four. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I did enjoy a lot of the, the He Man. It was kind of weird because you're like all of a sudden you're like it's a He Man and She Were episode. All right, well that happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There wasn't like a there wasn't like an intro where he like walks through a portal <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, they were just there. <laughs> he was just there. Like I'm visiting now, <laughs> and you're like, all right, well okay, that's cool. 
Um, but that was cool. The double double changeover. That's about it. Okay. So this when when she punched the submarine and it like busted into a million pieces. That was pretty cool. Yeah, punching submarines is pretty when, fun. <laughs> when uh, when Shira met her met her her uh, girlfriend there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go with that. I think they were a good couple. Yeah. By by land, air, and sea, they can take the rebellion. That's true. That's awesome. That's our show for today. Next week, we'll review episode 113 of He-Man, Happy Birthday, Roboto, in which Duncan will give you one last roll of quarters for the Ninja Turtles arcade game at a birthday party. If you'd like to follow along with our show, you can find our episode guide at thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you have questions or comments for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to our show on iTunes. Or tell your house robot to play the Wizards Nightshirt podcast. We want to thank you for listening, and please remember, don't leave your glamour shots on the console of your spaceship. Sound very ready. <laughs> I'm ready. You're ready. I'm already ready. Who's ready? <laughs> okay then. <laughs>